Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Christmas. Too soon. I, I know, I know, I know, but we're into December now. Mm-hmm. The first, yeah, today. The <laughs> well, day it's it's, it's going to be the second by the time people listen to this. Yeah, of course, and yeah. um, I've just noticed that a lot of people have gone very early on the Christmas decorations. Haven't they? Yeah. And, and I just think people have had a rough year of it. And they think, let's bring a bit of festive cheer into our houses in the middle of November by putting a tree up and some tinsel. Mm. And who can blame them? I get why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But you don't think it's effective ultimately? I just think, how are you going to sustain this? Like, by the time to Christmas <laughs> Day, you'll be sick of it, like on the tinsel, and I'll be ripping it down. <laughs> also, if you've got a real tree as well. Oh, they'll, they'll all be in bits on the floor, surely. Mm. How long do they last? Not, I mean, we tend to get ours two weeks before Christmas. Mm. And even then it's touch and go whether it uh, retains its shape. Mm. Although I can't be doing with these people who get very angry about, say, Christmas music in shops. They're like, oh, it's October and they've got Christmas music in shops. And I just feel like, oh, did you have to, did you have to hear, hear, hear some music that you didn't like? Mm. Did, you, did you have to hear some music that you like, but you only like it at a certain time of year? Yeah, but yeah it's a bit strange. It's, it, just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine. Um Although something happened here that irrationally irritated me earlier on. Oh, go on. So I got Jean an advent calendar. It reminded me I haven't done that yet. Whoops. Okay, keep going. (laughs) I feel so bad. And um, Sarah didn't know what one was, so I had to explain it to her. An advent calendar? Yeah. They don't have them in America? I don't know if it's that they don't have them in America or if it's the the Jewish thing where she kind of celebrated Christmas but not full-throatedly. I mean, I I don't know. Um, But... Is that an expression? Sorry to interrupt. Full full throat, is that an expression? I mean, I'm I'm eager to know. You have full-throated support, don't you? Because I think I know full throttle. No, full throatedly. Full throatedly. Okay. Good. I will. I will lend this my full throated support. Right. Well, I've learned something new. Is what you might say. I'll start using it. I, I think again, a bit like whatever word it was last week. Abject. I don't know if I've quite got it right okay. in this context, but I thought, why not? It's a fun, festive thing to say. <laughs> full throat. <laughs> What's more festive than a full throat? <laughs> a full throat of food. Your lovely um, full throat, yes. So 
so she didn't know what one was, and then she gave some pushback on the idea of buying it because she was worried it eating chocolate every day would give him diabetes. <laughs> I don't I said, think it works like that. No, I know. I said every, every British person you know grew up with one of these things mm. um so i went out and got one yesterday all the shops had sold out i had to go around six different shops when i eventually found one it was a bit rubbish but i found one okay i then left it in the kitchen so that when she got up with him this morning she'd be able to open door one right the first of december yeah as we are just in case there are any uh american listeners or people who um maybe it's just a british thing i, d- I don't know but uh, it's it's basically a big bit of cardboard. It's going to sound so rubbish when it's described. With 24 doors perforated inside of it. Yeah. One for each day leading up to the 25th of December. Beside each, Behind each door is a picture. Mm-hmm. In a traditional advent calendar, it might be... The baby Jesus uh, in Baby Jesus doing whatever he got up to. And then, you know, it, it, as Christmas is increasingly secular for most of us these days, it might might just be... Snowman. Some, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And a small piece of chocolate. So, not always. You might just have the picture. What? It's very common just to have the picture as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very common. Is it? Yeah, it's very common. I know it's very common. I was talking about it with somebody. I think the chocolate is, they're the good ones and you get ones without the chocolate. What is the well. point? I totally agree. What's the point? Yeah, I totally agree. I don't know the point, but oh, it's an account. I feel sorry for anybody who had an advent calendar that didn't have chocolate in it. Mm. Oh, it's a shepherd. <laughs> well, yeah. What a treat. Mm. I can't wait to see who we see tomorrow. Mm. Um, oh, it's an innkeeper. <laughs> I think it's all about the countdown. Like, but yeah, you're right. It's yeah, rubbish yeah, yeah. chocolate. Anyways, um, so she gets up with him this morning. Uh, and then I, f- I forget all about it until he comes home from school. And I said, how did, how did the advent calendar go? And he went, oh... And Sarah didn't understand it, and she opened door number twenty-four first. Oh, you are! But that's the, that's always the best chocolate. Yes, yeah. Why that's did she do cl- that? Because I don't know. You'd oh. have to ask her, but she said it. She thought it was counting down. <laughs> it does make sense. I, I can see why she thought you're going down to one, like twenty-four days to go, twenty-three days. Yeah, I see right, why she thought okay, that. But the twenty-fourth okay. is always the big chocolate, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's, yeah. The, it's, the, it's the, the climactic yes. chocolate. Oh. Um. So so that's um. So that's Christmas. Something terrible happened. Remember, did I mention on the podcast last week that Sarah had been had a phone snatched out of her hand while she was talking on it, or did we talk about it? I think you you told me definitely, but I think you, I don't think you said it in the podcast. No. So last week, Sarah had her phone stolen. A kid on a bike circled her, grabbed the phone out of her while she was talking on it. So she had headphones on, they yanked those out of her ears and then cycled off with it. And we had to report it to the police and it became this whole palaver. I instantly went out and got a new phone for her um, and then got that activated. On Wednesday, she had the new phone stolen. Oh, what? Yes. So she'd gone on the London Underground and... So, sorry, do you mean the next day? Two uh, days later? Two days later, yeah. Two days later? Yeah. yeah. What happened? She'd gone on the London Underground and then when she popped out the other end, she realised the phone wasn't in her pocket anymore. She'd looked at the phone at some point on the journey and initially she thought it was her fault and it just slipped out of her pocket and she called me and I could see it on, the you know, the Find My iPhone thing? Yeah. I could see it was... 
it, it was moving and it went to so I thought oh maybe it's still on the train but then they got off at Vauxhall station and then they turned it off so I said to Sarah well maybe they found it maybe it's in an office underground at Vauxhall station you should go there she goes there it hasn't been handed in then some hours later it briefly reappears yeah. at an address in a house a residential address in no, North London no. and then we start getting these text messages which is what had happened with the previous phone. And I will warn our listeners about them because they, I, I think I'm pretty scam-proof. Mm. But they come through as if they've come from Apple. And if you use Apple devices, you'll know that they sometimes send you a text message with a verification code. Yeah. Um, so And it, they look as if they're coming from that same number. So in the chain of messages on your phone, mm. it'll just be their Apple verification phone. And then a message will pop up that says, your phone, it will give the make and model of the phone, has been fallen, uh, has been found. Sorry, I, I did a portmanteau of found Foulen. and stolen. Yeah. Uh, your your phone has been found. Click on the link. And it looks like, uh, I mean, to be honest, I should have looked care- more carefully at it. But the thought the text came from Apple because yeah, yeah. it's like iCloud-support.uk.com forward slash ST. So you click on it and it just looks like the find my iPhone. And it asks you for your Apple ID and password, which I then typed in in a panic because I want to know where this phone is. Yeah, yeah. At which point the fo- the screen kind of freezes and you think, what's going on here? And then I thought, I'll just go into the Find My iPhone app and see if it's on there. And it just completely gone. It had been deleted. So they use that as a way of getting your login details so they can unlock and delete the phone. Very clever. Really clever. Gotta respect the cleverness. So that yeah. happened with the first phone. Yeah. And they've been trying to get me relentlessly with the second phone. Oh, but you know I'm better this time. With- I know. And I keep thinking, should I write in Apple ID? I know where you live. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what I would do was I'd, I'd keep putting in the wrong one and like, so they think that I was a bit dodgy and get really, into, they the get really annoyed with me. The police are on their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then there's, there's, there's all that. So that's, that's... I can't believe that. High drama. Yeah, it's awful. On Thursday, I go to the doctors. Due to a chain of events, I have to take my son with me while I'm having a, an E... Is it called an ECG, electrocardiogram, done? Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go to a shop with him beforehand, buy him a bunch of snacks to to distract him. We go to this shop. He's fussing. He wants more snacks than I'm allowing him. It turns into this whole palaver. And I'm sort of aware as we're leaving the shop that I don't do a very good job of putting my wallet back into my pocket. But I do think I put my wallet in my pocket. We then come out of the doctor's half an hour later and my wallet is gone. Oh. Oh my God, it's the worst week ever. God. So then I go into my banking app and I can see that somebody's got it and they're spending money. They've been to a local cafe and spent money on one of my bank cards. No. Well, they just had a fry up. Like, what's that? Oh, no. The best they could manage. £7.50. Oh, wow. They're very yeah. moderate. I but like it was them. a t- takeaway only because of lockdown. And still, you know, I would have got, I don't know, I would have got a few croissants. Well, the, few funniest, the funniest thing is that then what I did was I rushed there. To the cafe. Yes, to you, the scene of oh, the crime. Oh, like Hercule Poirot on the yes, case. Yeah. Love it. To then s- s- talk to the proprietor. C- can you give me a description, please? Yes. And of course, they're just completely mystified. I say, hi, someone was here 20 minutes ago. They were here at 4.21. They spent £7.50. Yes. Can you tell me anything about them? Yes, yes. Oh, no. What? They just sort of shrugged and went, no, I don't remember. Sorry. What? So, but it was £7. 20 minutes 50. ago they surely did somebody remember. just doesn't spend £7.50 willy nilly does that not <laughs> stick in your mind <laughs> I'm 
fucking gutted that they didn't give you descriptions you could but, have then followed but up. But what would I have then done with yeah. that description? Or what would I have done if I'd arrived there and there was somebody eating a sandwich? Yeah, that you knew cost £7. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like what, you, what did I possibly think was going to happen oh. by me going in hot pursuit to the cafe to see who'd spent £7.50 on my bank card? Or the blood had rushed to your head. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Right, never mind me wittering on about my week. Let's uh, let's let's hear from uh, the drifters. Okay, first one's from Alexandra. Here is a socially awkward story that happened to me at a charity event slash party. It was a fundraiser night with a lot of music and performances from local artists. My stepsister took me along, so I didn't know many people. And when I wasn't being introduced to her friends or sticking around with her, I was oddly bopping around, holding a drink and just enjoying the music. The sound was very loud, so it wasn't easy to be heard and have conversations. Ideal for drifters, right? But wait for it. Near the end of the evening, at one of these moments where I was standing on my own enjoying the moment, a girl came up to me holding a bucket with some money in it. She said something and I guess she was walking around gathering donations. So I happily put some she money. She could have been handing out money. <laughs> I think she guessed right. I happily put some money in the bucket, smiled at her and expecting her to thank me and move on. However, she said something to me that sounded like a longer sentence than thank you for giving. I moved in closer, asking her to repeat. I still couldn't understand for the noise, etc. And she sort of pointed at her arm. I asked her to please say it again. She said something. I couldn't hear a single word. And again, she pointed at her outstretched arm. I was starting to panic a little. I couldn't ask her to say it for a fourth time. But I had no clue what she wanted me to do. The only thing I could see on her arm was a tattoo and a bracelet. I then decided to act on instinct and touch the tattoo on her arm. She gave me an exasperated look, leaned in and actually spoke right in my ear this time and said, you can pick a bracelet now. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was actually some sort of give anything you want and can and you'll get a charity bracelet in return. I felt like an idiot. (laughs) I took the bracelet off, thanked her and wished to disappear on the spot. For my defence... She'd obviously had a successful evening, so there was only one bracelet left on her arm. I guess she started the evening with a whole load of bracelets covering her arm, so it was more obvious she was giving them away. But with just one bracelet left, I couldn't guess I could take it. I just thought I had to touch her tattoo for good luck. (laughs) Oh, Anyway, I probably should have feigned having bad hearing instead of acting on instinct. But hey-ho, I now have the bracelet as a token for this very awkward moment. That's great. And this is from Matthew. I would like to share with you a celebrity drifter moment. We live in a very small village in Staffordshire and our local celebrity is Jim Lee, the original bass player and co-writer of many Slade hits. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was him and Noddy wrote all the songs. I think that's why it's the other two who went out on tour as Slade 2. Oh, okay. (laughs) Right, right. My dad and him share some old friends, so when I see him, I talk to him and ask how he's doing, try not to be intrusive and ask him how his latest songwriting's going, etc. The past three encounters have gone, in my mind, sociably well and have not caused me any pain or suffering or self-loathing after the encounter. However, 
It's now the end of November. So in my eyes, it's now Christmas. So to all my clients, when making idle chat, I will, oh, he's a window cleaner. I will talk about the weather. Yes, I am cold. No, I don't mind the rain. And it's worse than my fingers become freezing. And how they're coping with lockdown. And due to the time of year, whether they're ready for Christmas. So after talking to Jim about the usual subject matter of mutual friends, musical developments, and not seeing friends as much as we were both like, I feel the conversation is starting to run its course. So I select one of my next go-to subjects, not the weather, but are you ready for Christmas? Cue Jim laughing and wrapping up the conversation pretty quick. It was only afterwards I realised who I was talking to and everyone must mention Christmas to him all the time. No wonder he wrapped the conversation up so quickly. I may as well have said, (laughs) bet you can't wait for the royalty check for writing Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Which luckily I didn't, as royalty checks come in March from what I hear. (laughs) An honest mistake, but no doubt he will never talk to me again. When I used to work with Noddy Holder years ago, being out with him at Christmas was always a nightmare. You know, you'd get, we we used to always be going to this Chinese restaurant in Manchester, the Peking Court, and it was Noddy's favourite. So we were regulars in there. So that was the place we always went. And then at Christmas, that song would be on every mm. like half hour. But not only that, it'd be full of people on the works Christmas dues or just out with mates for Christmas, and it'd be almost like a procession. You know, when you see people lined up to meet the Queen. <laughs> It was a procession of people coming over to the table. To, this was in the days before camera phones. Right, right. So it wasn't yeah. like people wanted a photo. Mm-mm. It was just like people wanted to come and say hello to Noddy Holden because it was Christmas. Oh. But I'm guessing he doesn't shy away from the association of Christmas. And I'm based on the fact that I turned the TV on today for my son, don't judge. Um, and it was it went on to this morning with Holly and Phil. And the, it was a Zoom chat with Noddy Holden who was wearing a Christmas crown. <laughs> And there was like loads of decorations in the background, and like he was really having it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he. Uh, so what, he's not shying away from it. No, no he's no. enjoying it, and quite yeah, rightly so. Very much so. Yeah, it might yeah. also be something to do with the fact that there's a new best of Slade out. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, right. Well, so I used to I used to be pretty good friends with Nod back in the day, and I love him, but we just don't speak very often. So would it tends to be I will get a text message f- from him at Christmas time. <laughs> Mr. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird that the only time I hear from Noddy Holder, much like everybody else, is Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Annabelle, let's have another reason you're not a fully functioning adult. Okay. When I picked my son up from preschool last week, they handed me a long, thin piece of paper that appeared to be list. And I assumed it was a list of things I've been doing wrong. Not washing my son's <laughs> hair enough, not brushing it, not brushing his teeth enough, sending him with staying clothes on, not enough variety in his pat lunch, me turning up sweaty every time, even though it's freezing <laughs> cold because I've had to run all the way because I'm late. I could go on and on and on. But when I looked at the list properly, I could see it was a list of all the names of all the children and all the staff, 39 in total, and a message at the bottom saying it was the names for the Christmas cards. Is this a thing? Have you had this before? No. Oh, it's not a thing. We didn't have that at our nursery. Okay. And you haven't had it from the school then? No. Okay. But bear in mind that it's possible there's a WhatsApp thing, but I, I've... Um... Um... 
I've abdicated from what's Right, right. So my first thought now on seeing these names was, oh God, this means my son will be receiving 39 Christmas cards and I'll have to get a bigger recycling bin to accommodate them all. So I'm not putting them up. I don't have enough surface space for 39 <laughs> cards, which I know is not very festive of me. And then I realised I would have to buy and write 39 Christmas cards. And I'm not much of a Christmas card giver or writer. And I didn't realise quite how bad it was until at the weekend I got out some Christmas cards that I knew I'd had left over from before to start writing out because I knew the 39 was going to take me a while. And I glanced at the back of these cards and it said printed on the back, please recycle your Christmas cards at Tesco throughout January 2006. (laughs) I must have bought them in December 2005, 15 years ago, when I was 30, that is six years before I got married. And since then, I've divorced, met someone new and now have a three-year-old. That and, was the last and time. And moved house. And moved house. That was the last <laughs> time I bought some Christmas cards. And there's a box of 20. And I counted how many were left. 15. <laughs> Maybe wonder who were the lucky five in those 15 years. Like What made them so special they got a card? I do remember giving one to my old neighbour when I lived in Bow, the one that told me that the sound of her husband's death rattle was the greatest moment of her life because <laughs> she hated him. <laughs> but this year, I've got to send 39 cards, having sent five in the last 15 years, which is an increase of 11,718% <laughs> if I've done the maths right, which I probably haven't, but it sounds about right. And it's such a big jump that I feel like Mrs. Christmas now. Like I'm going to have to buy some more Christmas cards. But I don't, I don't really get this preschool sending. Like my son can't read or write. Like what, what's he getting out of it? I do quite like getting Christmas cards myself. I mean, I usually only get about one, usually from you. <laughs> and I have mentioned before my favourite ever Christmas card, but hopefully it's worth repeating. Now, this is a few years ago. I got I got an envelope through the post just before Christmas and it was clear from the envelope that it's a Christmas card. As it turned out, it was a card from one of my dad's friends that's been passed on to my dad and he's decided to post to me. So to do that, he's had to write the address on. That bit is clear in his handwriting. The name above it is in different handwriting, that of his friend. And the name clearly reads Annabelle. Then there's an and. And then there is a name that has been heavily scribbled out, <laughs> but it's still readable as Jonathan, which is the name of my ex-husband. So my dad has scribbled over his name and then also tried to disguise it by sticking the stamp over it, but it only covers the middle. And then he's written underneath Tom, my now boyfriend's name. And he thinks that's okay. But perhaps the worst thing of all, he hasn't then opened the Christmas card and tried to doctor the inside of his friend's card, who even hasn't got the memo about the divorce like 10 years ago or just forgotten. He's just left that. So you open it and it says, Dear Annabelle and Jonathan, Happy Christmas. Wishing you all the best in the year ahead. Why didn't he just put it in the bin? Which is what I obviously had to do. I didn't put it up. Much like those 39 cards that I'll be getting soon. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. (laughs) 
when we were on the radio, occasion we'd do as a phone in the little songs you sing in your head. Oh, yeah. I've got one for you. Okay. And it's when I see one glove put up on a wall. Oh, yeah. You know, that happens sometimes. Somebody's presumably dropped it and then the the finders thought if I put it on the wall, then they stand stand a good chance of being reunited in it. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see one glove like that, I sing in my head, you think you've lost your glove. Oh, yeah, that's my nice. Little, my little thing. Every time, right. Um, we got an email uh, from Matt, and it says, I've got a little behind lately, but I caught up today whilst ironing next week's shirts. Is that a nice thought? Matt ironed his shirts, mm. listened to podcasts, preparing Soothing. for the week. Yeah. It's also good to know that people are still, you know, there, there are still people who... Are ironing a week's worth of shirts. Still good like, to hear people are bothering to get dressed. Well, this is—I I, yeah. I talked to the dry cleaner a while ago around the corner from us, and they oh. were saying I've forgotten the numbers, but it, it, normally they do something like a thousand shirts oh, a week. Yeah, I hadn't thought they'd be so. Affected. And he says now he's down to about like 150 or something. That's massive. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, wow. He said he's having, a lot of people are cleaning their upholstery though. Oh, oh yeah, of course they are. Yeah, so that's good. The pandemic's giving with one hand and taking away with the other. Good. Um, Anyway, says this. This just tickled me. He says, "Quick question uh, regarding whether or not we will still have the extra bank holiday in 2022 if the Queen dies between now and then." He then asks, "What actual difference to your average day does it being a bank holiday make?" Just curious, Mark, Warrior of the Night, Owen. He makes a good point. But what, what's he saying that we don't do anything like bank well, holiday? I mean, no, I don't do anything in bank holiday really. But there's a festive mood, right? Right. That I go out of my way to avoid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what it is is because we had a day job for all those years. Bank mm. holidays just felt uh, intrinsically feel exciting. Mm. Even though now, actually, a bank holiday, it's um, just annoying because like there's no school or yes. preschool. Yeah, 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 but I, I hold on to the idea that there's something exciting about a bank holiday. Of course, there is. Even for us, though, every day's a bank holiday. No, <laughs> no it means like Tom might will be off work, and like, no, it's like it's different. Um, what else did I want to, uh, to to talk about here? Oh, here was the thing. So I have a a friend called Layman. Um, that is his real name. I'm not just making up like an average name, the layman's name. His name is, is Layman. Right. And the thing that he and I have done a lot of this year is gone for long walks together and chats. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it. We don't do it that often. Probably at one point, maybe we're doing it once a, once a fortnight, maybe even once a week. But then, then we've let it slip and it's been, been a couple or three months since we last went for a walk, but I really think of him as my walk and talk guy. Mm -hmm. The other day, uh, we were walking down the street, Sarah and I, and we bumped into this couple who we know also to be friends with Layman and his wife. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I've not, not seen Layman for a bit. He said, oh, we went for a long walk around the marshes yesterday. Oh, no, he's got a new one, long walk. Yes. Friend. No. Yes. How did it feel? Awful. Oh, you poor thing. I know. So I texted him. Did you say, I hear you've been cheating on said, me? said, uh, I hear you, hear, you, hear you went for a walk with Jim yesterday. What did he say? He said it meant nothing. Oh, you meant... said, we didn't even do 10,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is nothing. That is nothing. I know. 
<laughs> was, you're, you're the number one long walker, don't worry. I can well, tell. I think that's what tell. he wants me to know. They went for a baguette. Did they know? We've never been for a baguette. You'll have to do that makes, I mean, that says to me they're not taking the walking seriously if they're going for baguettes. That's lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They went to lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel a lot better, better about it now. Oh, can I tell you one more thing that I did this week? Yep. Sarah and I were walking through the bar- park and we bumped into... Um, somebody that we recognise, the mother of one of the kids that Jean had been to nursery with. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and her were chatting away. And while they're doing this, I'm desperately trying to remember the name of the kid. Right. I, I, I'm I, 90% sure the kid is called Kobe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at some point in the conversation, this woman says, how's Eugene? And I, Sarah gives a little answer. And then I say, how's Kobe? But I'm not very confident as I say it. Yeah. So she says to me, I'm sorry, did you say how's COVID? Oh, she didn't know whether you were saying Kobe or Kobe because you'd muttered it. Yeah. So she didn't know how to answer because she could have gone, well, he's great. Like, it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but like just halfway through a conversation. It's terrible how it's, how it's killing everyone. Like, yeah. No, I'm not a good conversationalist, but even I, in the middle of a conversation, would just go, How's COVID? COVID? (laughs) Right, let's do a quandary corner here at the GLAP Clinic in Problematic. Okay, here we go. Oh, first one is from Amelia, full disclosure. It's my niece. She says, for our French homework, we have to record our voices speaking French. I'd rather get detention instead of speaking my terrible French into the void. It's due in two days. I feel like not even attempting Frenchiness and just going bonjour, je suis un drifter in my normal (laughs) voice. By the way, I'm pretty sure my voice has made babies, or should I say babies, cry. <laughs> I think it's a very interesting point. When is it okay? What should she do, first of all? But when is it okay to do the accent? What she should do is do what a friend of mine uh, in her school, she has some good authority that one of the kids in the class during their French oral, they didn't know any French at all. So when they started the French oral, they just went, ho he ho ho he ho he ho he ho 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 in the, in the sort of additional way that a French like person might sound for the whole of their French oral. And they came out with a great A. <laughs> because, yeah, the, uh, what do you call it? The interlocutor, the, uh, the uh, adjudicator. The, the, no, uh, the, uh, the invigilator. Invigilator. Yeah. Couldn't tell. There was no invigilator in our French oral. We had this teacher... Because they did it onto a tape. We had this teacher who, I, th- I think with hindsight, things weren't going great for her at the school. And she had a lot of kids with failing grades and she needed to get the grades up. So she was mouthing the answers to us during the French oral. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you go in one at a time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a few of us had that experience. Um, I, I think uh, I think she should listen to Bill Wyman, Just Suis a Rockstar. Okay. And maybe try and emulate that. Do you know that song? No, I don't. It's Bill Wyman singing, which of course isn't the thing he's known best for, mm. and perhaps with good reason. Um, Je suis un rock star, je avais un villa in the south de France. Is that how it sounds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. fine. So, yeah. so do you think she's just doing complete because- English accent? Or should she, like, what do you do? I th- you feel I, like you're being... Pretentious or something. Yes. Yeah, it's like when you say to somebody, oh, uh, oh, yeah, did you go away? Did you go away over the long weekend? And they go, yes, I went to Barcelona. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like an idiot, yeah. But I do think, you know, you you either 
go the route that she's suggesting mm. or you go you go all in so you really really go for the accent or you do it in total normal yes voice. yeah yeah no, it's, no the in, it's the in between where you fall down i think where most I think of you us... might fall down with a full accent though wouldn't you yeah but a blaze of glory the blaze of glory okay okay yeah. but i uh, i would i would probably steer towards the normal voiced one I'd I'd go big. Okay. Don't go home. Go big. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it leave it there mm. for that one, uh, and let's move on to Joseph. Quick question for you in regard to tipping: Is a Christmas present the same as a tip? If we give our cleaner a present, e.g., a box of chocolates, a bottle of prosecco, do we also need to give them a monetary tip? Oh, I. I immediately think, no, the, the present is the tip. I feel horrified now that, for example, with the dog walker, we just give a present. I don't give a tip as well. Should yeah, I be? Well, I'm the wrong person to ask about this because all of my stuff were tipping. Because I, I, so I feel like I want to give them a present. But then if I don't also give them a tip, they'll be like, oh, yeah, great. Good box of chocolates. I would have rather had some money, though. Oh, no. I but think I think I'm very extreme with that. I'm, I'm very extreme with that. Oh, we might need to open this up then. So for cleaners, dog walkers, what what other what's, what other ones are there like this? Like things, oh, I'm feeling really horrified now that I should be giving. Remember, money. they want the money more than they want the present. But then I feel weird giving money in the card. Put it in the card. Cash or, in the card. Yeah, you say you write in the card. Thanks for everything this year. Um, you know, have, here's a little extra something. Have a merry Christmas. Or uh, and you don't think a present feels more personal, more nice? No, because of what I said before. I think the present can feel. It does feel more personal and nice. Mm. But often, and I don't know if I'm projecting here, but often I feel that the people you're tipping, they could really do with the money. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know. I know for a fact that we have some dog listening and I think some cleaners if they could let us know present or monetary tip or both great let's know help us out for next week hello at adriftpodcast.com And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. You're right there with your bottle of water. Sorry, yeah. Loudly Sorry. screwing the lid back on when I'm trying to do the out row. So we can start it again. Oh. <laughs> okay. Although I've got nowhere podcast. to be. Bake Off's finished now. Yeah. Usually after we record the podcast, I dash downstairs and watch Bake Off. It's all over. Oh, Were you happy with the results? Yeah, I was actually. I was happy with the women. Yeah. Good. Um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, just thinking about Paul Hollywood. The thought just made you laugh. I told you I have a thing whereby he chose as one of his Desert Island discs Enigma's Return to the Innocence. Yeah. And that really makes me laugh whenever I think of him listening to that song and emoting whilst driving. <laughs> it's a nice image. It is a nice image, isn't it? And then I forget about that. And then at some point during watching the episode, it occurs to me. Sometimes it occurs straight away the second I see his face. Sometimes it could be half an hour or, or right towards the end of the episode. It always happens. And it's always intriguing to me to, to, me to see at what point I'm going to think of him oh. listening to that piece of music. I feel sad for you that that's all over now, then. Oh, no, There's I know, always but next year. There is, there is. Um, Man and the Echo for the back of music, thank you. And to Emily Harrison, to Carla Gowlett for the photos, and to, uh, to Kim Rainey for the artwork. And um, 
I, I just want to finish this week by saying, how's COVID? All right, this comes from Alton. That's one of those now. You know, we should actually get back to doing some more of the laughing on the outside, down on the insides. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should do. Which has largely been professions, but also names, Mm. I think, can really suffer from this. And Alton is definitely one of those in this country. We don't need to say it. We don't, but I am fighting the impulse to sing one of their advertising jingles from the 80s. Oh, I didn't know they had one. Yeah. Okay, don't do it. I have a point to make about we've, it, though. Perhaps we've, we've already done it by alluding to it, so you might as well do it. So the advertising jingle went, At Alton Towers you can find... you no, At Alton Towers you may find that you can leave the kids behind. No, you're supposed to go without your kids. Well, no, I think, I think the idea was that if you're a parent, you don't need to worry about the kids. They'll be having so much fun, you don't need to think about them. You can just leave them there. Oh, which I right. think is a very interesting shift in how it would be advertised these days, which is about a fun family experience that yeah. you could all enjoy. In the 80s, it's like, oh. oh, if you just want a bit of bit of time away from the kids, you could just sit on a bench while they go on some roller coasters. That's such 80s parenting, yeah, isn't it? It really yeah, is, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Very different to now. Uh, Alton says, oh, Jeff and Annabelle, as of today, the 25th of November, so not quite a week ago, mm-hmm. my dad, Joel, is turning the round age of 45. He has been a long-time listener and has sort of forced the podcast upon us on family trips and (laughs) such. Um, So I think Alton is asking if we can do a podication to to Joel. Well, you know, I'm sorry, first of all, to Alton that you've been forced to listen to this. My my apologies. Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah, we're talking about 80s parenting. Mm, What is this? It's tantamount to child abuse. Yeah. but Joel, I'm very pleased that you're with us and happy birthday. I don't have that much detail on you, so I can only speculate what you'll be doing. You seem the sort of person who normally, if there was no lockdown, would be going to maybe like a trampolining centre. <laughs> How on earth? But you this year, maybe some cold water swimming outdoors. Right. Well, what if you're right? Let us know. <laughs> that would be amazing for me. <laughs> Right, uh, Alton, thank you for sending that in. Joel, hope you had a good birthday. Um, same age as you. I mean, slightly younger than you, but... Oh, so he wouldn't have been the same school year as you, though, would he? 45. Um, no, he would have been a year below. Yeah. yeah. You would have seemed like an exotic older girl. <laughs> yeah. A Mrs. Robinson type. Very much so, that one year ahead. <laughs> Very much so. Um, all right, there we go. Happy birthday, Joel from Alton and if you'd like a publication email us hello at adriftpodcast.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 